Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. I'm James. And I'm Michael. How's everyone's turnips today? Not too bad. Right. Good price. <laughs> and I just visited uh, visited Michael's Island, although both of you had the very much of the same. I was very excited to come over, and your guys' islands are looking spectacular, I should say. It's getting there. Thank you. I have to come visit yours, and we still have to do a, a tour for everybody, so when they're listening, all of our listeners can mm-hmm. see what we're working with here. And Even though it changes so much, but I think people would still be interested to see what we've got at this point. I think I so, like- and I have I have some good news to share at the end. I'll save it until the end, Ooh. but yeah. Now, um, I will say, Christina, <laughs> you visited my island. How terrible was it? Give it. A, what's your happy home rating? You have a lot of things going on. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that is my official Rustica critique. <laughs> I did this thing um, we were talking about before the podcast, but my new favorite thing to do is, is Heather will be like, oh, open your gate so I can come over. And I was like, it's the most inopportune time because... I want to be doing stuff and I can't do stuff if people are on my mm. island. Yeah. So when I'm done, I'm like, okay, I'll open my gate. I'm going to go shower. But then your switch goes to sleep. So she has to like just jiggle the, the joy con on the, you know, at least every five to 10 minutes or whatever mm-hmm. to keep the switch alive. And then she, <laughs> she goes, she goes, yeah, Rustica. She was like, you visited your island. She's like, I assume that's like someone from the podcast. I was like, I asked Christina. She's like, I didn't even see her though on the island. She must've been in or out or whatever. But she's like, she's like, I just thought it took, <laughs> Because she she did the same thing where she she went to go like um, visit my island and it takes a few it takes a minute so she's like I'll go like wash some dishes so like then I came back she's like and it was still on the screen or whatever because it was like you and her combined or whatever like, oh mm-hmm. she saw the same animation so she just thought that it took forever but um yes yeah, so mm-hmm. I had multiple visitors for the first time which was kind of cool and I wasn't even there <laughs> didn't even get to enjoy it no. Although, it wasn't very eventful. I just ran around and sold apples, so you didn't miss out good. on too much. <laughs> Heather likes to drop off a lot of recipes for me. That's really nice mm. of her. She mm-hmm. like, um, just randomly, all sprisly, she spatters them throughout the island, um, which is fun. You get like little recipe surprises here and there. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's it's a joy. I like mm. it. So that's the uh, that's the news on my island, at least on on uh, Fafa Island. <laughs> Fafa. It's a, it's a hot mess. It's a hot no. mess. It's a work in progress. Yeah, I mean, I, last night though, I will say um, we spent a good thirty minutes at KK Slider's concert. So we um, I, we read an entire article um, about how KK is naked, like he's just naked. Yeah, he's just he's just a naked pup right there. And um, but the the article it was really good. I don't know, it was on I don't know BuzzFeed or Vulture or something like that. And uh, it was really funny because the 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 writer. She was talking about how she loves Saturday nights during the quarantine because she'll put her switch on the TV and just sit there and have KK singing in the background, and then, <laughs> which is pretty fun. Um, um, but I requ- have you guys requested songs and actually got it to work properly? I have not requested any songs. I always give it. I let him pick a song mm. and then just let I it do, do the its same. thing. Yeah, okay. me too. And then I like getting the song and adding it and registering it for my stereo after the fact so if you go and you so you can pick a mood you can do a random song i like kk bossa that's um bossa mm. bossa also kk island that's a great song kk all of the songs are great um so you have to use so anyone listening for so a fun tip before we get into the news is you have to use like perfect spot on spelling for it so you have to do oh. K period, K period, space, whatever it is. Like you can't just do KK. You have to do the capital K period. That's so annoying <laughs> that it doesn't even, it's like a surprise. No, did you mean this actually? How do you not know what I'm trying to say? Just, jeez. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and because um, what it'll say is like, oh, yeah, I'm playing KK Island. And then at the end of it, after you know, it comes back from the credits, It'll be like, I didn't really know exactly what you were talking about, so I just winged it. And you're like, oh, oh. so like, <laughs> come on now. So, but That's pretty funny. Yeah. I will say also, I've been tweeting out a lot from the Island Tracker account, and Tom Wolf been making a lot of guest appearances in the last week. Good turn up buy prices and good turn up sell prices. Just saying. Yeah, man. Been, so. been posting, but I used the calculator today, which was very handy because I bought over a million worth of turnips. So I wanted to know how much I, how much I needed. Uh, yeah, super super handy. Been using it quite a bit. It's funny though, like you said, as soon as you sell 
because I think it was me this week. Did I actually? Have, no, I had the crappy price this week. Somebody had a good one and we went and sold. And um, as soon as you sell, you're like, I'm done checking. You know, I didn't yeah. even think about mm-hmm. it. I don't even think I turned Animal Crossing on yesterday, which is funny because I after I had a nice run going with my um, miles, the Nook miles. If you mm. check in at that little machine every day mm-hmm. and I lost them all. So I'm like, oh, but um, it's, it's funny because at some point you're just like, oh, yeah, I, I don't even need to. I don't need to check it anymore. I don't need to post it anymore. So you kind of see everybody just drops off in the last Thursday, Friday, Saturday, which is a bummer if you didn't sell yours because <laughs> now you have no idea, you know, whose prices are doing what. Yeah, but. Uh, I can. I can. Now that I have uh, the predictions in there, you can really tell if people sold them like on their own island or they're mm-hmm. like, you know, or basically at some point you're like, okay, my predictions, I saw yours yesterday were like 54 to 57. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> like, like it really doesn't matter. But I have a, like in the application, there's like obviously analytics and stuff and you can kind of track what people do. And mm-hmm. uh, there's an event, which is like sync turnip prices. And you basically see a drop off on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So just all of a sudden it's mm-hmm. like, and no one does anything anymore. Yeah, whenever I've had a peak. peak, it's been Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And it seems like never Monday. I don't know if I know anybody that's had mm-hmm. a good Monday yet, which would be nice because then you're just done for the week. You don't have to think about it. But <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know. I, I It just doesn't seem like it's built in that Monday is, is ever a good day to sell. No, it's too soon. Yeah, well... Let's see my Monday tomorrow. Yeah, one fifty two. Tuesday when? Yeah, well, Tuesday Wednesday. But it, it it seems to lock in pretty quick. Like what I've yeah. noticed is, yeah, you definitely lock in turnip prices. It, it, and I guess I never really paid attention to it because I wasn't tracking until that was tracking. And now that I'm tracking more consistently, because I was tracking before, but it was more me and you and 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 Christina like texting each other every day. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. You don't really remember what it is. And in fact, I remember I was just testing the app and um, I had uninstalled and had to reinstall this other version or whatever. And you, like you know, when you uninstall the app, it wipes out all your data. So it's not like I'm syncing that oh. to the cloud. Mm-hmm. So it was, but it was Friday and I was like, I have no idea what any of my turnip prices were for the rest of the week. <laughs> yeah. So there's a, there is a quick tip that you can do though, is, is in the app you can, um, funnily enough, I added this, I should have, I should have done this. So when you, when you go into the app, there's a email support button and there's add turnip details and you could just email that to yourself. And then that's oh, all your turnip. Perfect. It's like a turnip export almost. <laughs> so. Nice. That's actually oh. pretty useful though. Yeah. 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 Anyways. All right. Let's get to the news. No, no more turnip prices. Um, Cause we've got some new games. I'm pretty excited about it for, I mean, what has it been like three months since we got new NES and SNES games? Yeah, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely been a while. Um, when Nintendo tweeted that, um, coming up on the 20th, so uh, when this podcast comes out, you're going to get four new games. So now you'll have over 80 classic games for SNES and NES. Um, a lot of uh, SNES games coming out. So we have Operation Logic Bomb, uh, Panel de Pawn, which is sort of like a puzzle league game, um, which looks pretty good. And then Wild Guns, which is a, a side-scroller Western shooter. And then also NES, you're getting Rygar. So I don't know if anyone's excited about anything, but... Um, I think Wild Guns looks kind of cool. I'm kind of into that. Yeah, I remember Wild Guns. And so I, I, I would be, I would maybe play that again. Uh, but this is the same problem in the past. We have so many good games that are coming out every day, it seems like, that mm. it's hard for me to jump back into these. I've never, I, I mean, I like games I grew up on and I, I like that sort of retro, but it's never been a huge draw for me. So these are awesome. I'm happy we still get access to it, but. I probably won't play any of them. Yeah. Just just not my thing. Yeah. I I, I mean, I guess I'll show up in my thing. I, I always forget that it's there. I mm-hmm. wish I could pin stuff. That'd be yeah. nice. That would be nice. nice. Um, but, you know, it's, it's more free games. So if people are complaining that there's not enough uh, Switch Online value for your $20 a year, then uh, um, I got it enough this morning. I saved a whole bunch of uh, cashola on my turnips over at your island. So there's that. But yeah. In other news, if uh, SNES and NES games aren't your thing, Furukawa was saying that, hey, um, you know, we're looking to add even more value. We want to steadily increase the obviously the memberships. Uh, they've been doing very well and we want to increase the features. Um, he did say in the latest um, conference call, which was um, a few weeks ago, we reported on it. Um, he was asked for an update on the on the figures and they actually have 
um, beyond 15 million accounts, um, which is cool. So steadily growing there. It's not necessarily paid account. It says accounts. So I'm assuming that's maybe family plans and everything evolved, or maybe it's total accounts, including family plan. Family plan is a great deal, by the way, mm-hmm. because if you have a small friend group, you can all just join a family plan um, and you can just add us each other on there. That's what we should do for the pod. And it's probably breaking mm-hmm. some violations, uh, but it's sort of like sharing your Netflix account. Let's just be honest. Um, <laughs> it's built into the system, but it, it's a great deal. And they said, you know, the paid memberships grew a lot when Pokemon Sword and Shield came out. And of course, Animal Crossing New Horizons, because everybody needs it to to pop to an island. And I, I think it's it adds a lot of value, obviously, to I just don't think about it anymore. I just have it. You know, it's so cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but they want to add more value onto it. And, you know, they're going to look further into how they can maximize the subscriber base. So we'll see if anything comes from it. You know, is there anything in particular that you two would want from the online service? I just want Mario Kart 64. That's all I want. That's okay. the only game I want. <laughs> uh, as far as the online service, I don't have anything where I'm... There's no need for it for me as far as any added features. I think there's things that are nice. You know, if we had some sort of um, achievements and sharing like that would be cool. Easier way of us pairing up uh, and and being able to play games together would be kind of nice. I feel like that is sometimes clunky. But other than that, like you said, you jumped into Animal Crossing and we were able to play real quick. That I I think it would be... It's easy to forget that you have it until it's gone. And then you'll go to do something and be like, oh, I didn't know that was part of the online yeah. service. Yeah. And that's the problem. I don't I don't think we realize what we have until it's gone in this case, because you just don't really know where that service starts and stops sometimes. You know, I see the like you just mentioned the retro games and things like that. That's cool. And I know those are there. I just don't take advantage of them. But the the little things like Pokemon or something like that, where you just kind of always did stuff and just didn't really think about it. I, I think then I would really say, oh, yeah, I definitely need to get switch online. And maybe there's people yeah. playing Animal Crossing that don't have it. And I'm curious to see how that experience is going because I feel like a lot is taken away when you don't have that ability, you know, for one turn up prices, like you're stuck with whatever you get. You would not be able to come to my Island and and get better prices. You would not be able to sell for better prices. So I think that's kind of a big handicap because, you know, we were talking about paying off the loans in the game and stuff. And, you'd you'd kind of be behind behind the eight ball if you weren't able to sort of really take advantage of your friends' islands and their prices because or cataloging or cataloging yeah, yeah that's, that's a great the one biggest thing yeah mm. yeah so what we mean by cataloging if you if you didn't know is is like going to somebody's island picking up stuff so that it's in your island's catalog when you want to buy it so you may not necessarily have a lot of stuff like Mots has we were talking off the off the show that Mott's has a kitchenette set or a refrigerator actually that matches our kitchen set that we have not had yet. Mm-hmm. So he's going to send it to us because he's got it in his catalog. He can now just buy it and send it to us. So there's things like that where if we weren't friends, we didn't have switch online service. We, I, we wouldn't be able to do that. So that sucks. We were also talking, Heather and I were on a big walk yesterday and we were talking about how crappy would it be and maybe our listeners, you can give us your experience. I think that's what kind of kind of piggybacking on what Michael said is, what if you didn't, you bought Animal Crossing, but you didn't, let's say you didn't even have internet, right? Not everyone in the world has internet, you know, or mm-hmm. there's two things. You don't have internet and you don't have a Nintendo Switch Online account. I think what you just said is about the Nintendo Switch Online, which I think is a lot. But imagine if you don't even have internet, because mm. how do you even play this game without getting updates at all? Right. Yeah. That's I actually thought about that this morning because my power was out. So mm. I was like living off of the battery on my Switch thinking, oh, yeah, Museum Day is coming up soon. I wonder when that update will come out. And then I thought, well, if my power doesn't come off, my Internet doesn't come back on. I won't be able to get the update. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. you'd have to go. You'd have to go somewhere and try to <laughs> use their Wi-Fi. Sit in the parking lot at Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess there's ways of doing it, right? You could tether your phone. That's a big mm-hmm. update, you know. You could yeah. go to a Starbucks. And I remember back in the DS days, they used to do these DS hotspots because mm. Nintendo wanted to get people online. You could go to like a McDonald's and you could connect your DS or 3DS to the DS hotspot. And only the DSs could connect to it. It was like some special thing that they had built in or whatever. It was, I mean, it's kind of cool when you think about it. 
but because mm-hmm. uh, they wanted to get more people online. If you're in rural parts of the country, right, you may not have yeah. internet or not enough internet. You might be, you know, our good friend uh, Luke used to live in the middle of the forest, and um, mm-hmm. you know, you can't do anything on the internet. So in the mm-hmm. middle of the forest, it just you, mm-hmm. uh, you get satellite internet, and you're like, well, I'm paying for Meg, you know, based yeah. on paying resor- exorbitant amounts of prices. So it's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, and I will say that before. Pokemon Sword and Shield or Animal Crossing, the only benefit for Switch Online was, oh, if I wanted to play a multiplayer game with a friend, I could. Like, I didn't feel like I absolutely needed to have it. But then once Pokemon Sword and Shield came out and then Animal Crossing New Horizons, I'm constantly playing with, like, people all the time. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely seeing the value in it. And for $20 a year, like, even if you're not on a family plan, it's so worth it. It's like a couple cups of coffee. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So moving on to more games that are going to be added, Paper Mario was announced this week. So there's going to be a whole new Paper Mario series and the Origami King unfolds, wink, wink, for Switch on July 17th, which is just a few months away. Like they just announced this out of the blue and it's right around the corner, which I love. Uh, You can pre-purchase it now for about $60, $60 US dollars. So yeah, and it, it, I... I think it's so cool because it's kind of a combination of what I liked from Yoshi's Crafted World, which was the whole aesthetic of it, but Super Mario Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I- I'm excited for it. I think it looks really cute. Yeah, have either of you ever pay- played any of the Paper-, Paper Mario games? No. I have not. Nope. So they've been around for a long time. They started with the N64 Paper Mario, and they've had one. It's basically one per system. So they had one on the GameCube, the mm, Wii, okay. the 3DS, Wii U. So all of them have gone. And the, and the whole thing with Paper Mario's is like fly your, your paper. And this is mm-hmm. cool because it introduces like this origami. And I love it like in the in the trailer, like Peach is like, like I don't know, obviously like possessed in some origami way, but like super mean to, to Mario. I love it. And Peach needs to be more of a, a BA, just like <laughs> shut him down all the time. Um, and... Uh, yeah, so they're 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 also reminiscent of the Mario and Luigi series. These these games were kicked off by our good friends at Intelligent Systems, one of the, my favorite developers of all time. They also did Advance Wars and all sorts of amazing games. Um, I mean, they did Metroid. I mean, they did, they did basically everything that's amazing in like Fire Emblem. Like they, they do all the great games um, in general. And um, yeah, anyway, so it's 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 a spectacular paper s and all the puzzles are like papers you're unfolding things and you're pulling tabs and it's 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 almost it's in the same vein of yoshi's woolly world right but this is sort of the original to me this is well i guess one of the the games on maybe super nes like with yoshi like was sort of the original you know different style like this is 3d but not 3d type of game and it's in a different you know thing mm-hmm. and um yeah, anyways, um, Intelligent Systems fantastic, fantastic developer. This game looks absolutely spectacular. All the games are great. They all have puns on paper and all this stuff. And all the, you know, like I said, all the puzzles are paper-esque. But it has that classic um, RPG, so elements, you know, a battle system. So when you're going to a battle, um, it's it's my turn. I go and attack, and then they attack back and forth. So classic RPG in general. So you can think of it as any of the Mario RPGs that you've ever played. So Super Mario RPG, any of the Paper Marios, any of the Mario and Luigi games, um, all super duper good. Every every single game that I mentioned, all of them are amazing. So um, yeah, there you go. You should everyone should buy. It. Hey, Mots, are, are are all those games amazing? Yeah, they're very very good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for this. I have not played any of the Paper Mario games, and and seeing this, I completely agree with what you both had said about it being similar to like Crafted World and the. And, woolly world and i love that aesthetic and i liked odyssey a lot and it looks sort of similar to the a blend of both of those like christina had said so i'm super excited for it i love this look i can't believe that we only have a couple months to wait which i think is fantastic i think that to me is maybe the best thing about this announcement you know it kind of came out of nowhere and we only have two months to wait almost two two months of the day of the of the recording actually so Mm. for the 60 bucks i'm all in on this game and i am excited to play it Now, something that many people would have been excited to play and it seems will not be able to is there was a Super Mario 64, which a lot of people say is one of their favorites. There was a fan made PC port 
that came out for this just a very, very recently, a couple weeks ago. It's fan made. Like I said, it went right to the PC and it was based off of reverse engineering the game's source code. This was not done for profit. There was no selling. There was nothing you could just download it for free. And because of all of that, it went viral super, super quickly. This is not a typical like emulation of the game. This was actually rebuilt. And because of that, it's actually different than a lot of what you play. You can now do it in native 4K. It actually supports ultra widescreen and players can, if you have a strong enough computer, a good enough rig, you can actually try using reshade and further pushing the textures so that it even looks more high end and you could have ray tracing and things like that built in. So I think that's crazy. But mm -hmm. it is no surprise whatsoever that Nintendo does not like this. And they have the lawyers going out there in full force to shut this down because obviously it's copyright problems. This is you're, you're posting something you're not supposed to be doing. So there's no surprise there. They've been going all over the place. They're looking for Google Drive links. They're looking for anything in the search results, any of that kind of stuff, anything. They're they're shutting it down. Just fair warning. If you if it's something still available, it won't be for much longer. So I think it's cool that this was made, but it, it is in no way surprising to me that Nintendo is not allowing Shut this. it down. Shut yeah, it down. It's, it's no surprise. Yeah, yeah. So I I mean, I, don't, I, I would assume the person or people that put this together knew that this was going to be short-lived. I would, I would have to imagine because that's Nintendo. They do not want, and most companies, and not even in, in Nintendo's defense, right. I don't think Sony would allow this. I don't think Microsoft would allow this. I don't think anybody would allow this. So it's, it's not like Nintendo's just being cruel. They, this is their, this is theirs. You, you know, you can't rebuild it and post it for free. Yeah. That's the problem because, you know, of course that, you know, Nintendo will, you know, resell, you know, Super Mario 64 and all this stuff. And, and that's the problem, right? Is that until there's, uh, when until ever the, you know, copyright or whatever, after so many years falls off, then you could probably do it. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, it is what it is, but yeah, mm -hmm. it's sad because probably a lot of people took a lot of time to oh, I'm uh, sure. invest in it. I so. mean, rebuilding it from scratch, I can't even imagine the amount of time they had to put into doing that. Mm -hmm. And then the fact that it's only been out for a couple weeks and now they're just shut down. <laughs> yeah. just, it just sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they, well, you, like I said, I think they knew, though. They knew. Yeah. Sure. And what else sucks is that Nintendo 3DS looks like it may be going out the door. Um, in the latest reports, it looks like we're down about 73% year over year sales. Um, in 2019, uh, well, in 2018 to 2019, in the previous fiscal year, um, there were about 2.55 million 3DSs sold, and now it's down to about 0.7 million, which is still impressive, actually. Um, there's a huge back catalog of games, um, but also the game software sales are also down to 5 million from 13.22 million. This is no surprise to us. I don't even, I guess I can still walk into a Target and find some of them, but the section is extremely small i mean Real small. it's yeah <laughs> and i know uh, michael found his original 3ds too yeah well i i did but i'm wondering in target isn't that just the 2ds isn't that all they're still selling do they even still have 3ds on the shelves oh, that's a good question i don't even um, think hmm. they're selling 3ds anymore i think yeah. all you can get now is the xl 2ds that was 2DS. that was came out but uh yeah 3ds is is long gone. I I did. I was actually I'm I'm in the process of sorting my my garage and all my storage and I'm a bit of a pack rat when it comes to boxes because in my mind I'm like it, I think it comes back from when I was living in Phoenix and we moved, you know, it seemed like every month I was moving my apartment and I I like keeping the original box cuz I like putting things back in their boxes so that it's easier to move stuff. Mm -hmm. So I was going through and I I still have my 3DS on the shelf behind me. It's sitting on the charger in case I ever want to play it and I was going through myself and I found the original boxes for my 2DS, my 3DS, my Wii, all, all of my different consoles. And it's funny because when you sent me that 3DS, it was for something. I don't know. It must have been when we were doing the movie podcast and it had like a little note in it. And I did notice that there was no love note in the Switch box. So I, I don't know what happened there, but... <laughs> There was a love note in the 3DS box. I'm just saying. I don't know. I feel a little hurt when I opened that up. I was like, I was going to post a photo of both of them. I'm like, oh, well, no love note you in this one. That's, yeah, <laughs> man. But uh, so I thought that was funny. And it's cool. It's really cool. I mean, the 3DS was great. But I will say that you and I had this discussion, Mots, that the 2DS, 
Ooh, that was I, I. I think I favored that over the 3ds when it when it came out. I think yeah. the 3ds was great. I think there was a lot of stuff they did right with it. But in general, the 3ds was more of the marketing aspect, where the 2ds just nailed it. And I loved the style of the mm. of the console. I loved everything about it. It was one of my favorites up until the Switch. It was my favorite Nintendo console. So. I, I fond memories. I think the 3DS had its run. It did a fantastic job. It has an amazing library still available. If you can get your hands on, you know, a new T- 2DS or a 3DS or whatever you want, that's great. But it had its time. It had its moment in the sun. And we're, let's focus on the Switch. You know, let's make yeah. this thing as as good as possible. I just went to Target.com and you cannot buy a Nintendo 2DS or 3DS from them anymore. It literally just says you can just buy a Switch. Yeah. I mean, there is a section for the games, but you cannot buy. But I can't. I mean, it's not on there. It's literally I'm looking on Best Buy now. Um, So maybe they're just going to dry up and then get out of here. Here we go. See 2DS, 3DS. It's a family of things. I don't even see a console on here. I just don't. It's crazy. They don't even have it now. So if they're out there, that they didn't even have anything like usually they have predictions for how things are going to sell in the future. Like they don't even have that anymore for the 3DS. Yeah, there's like <laughs> and the most recent report. Yeah, man, well, I'm just looking through the game. I mean, look at this. You got the Pokemon's, you got the Legends of the Links, you got Ocarina of Time, Smash, Luigi's Mansion, Super Mario Land 3D. Also good Super Mario Kart 7. So good. Oh, my God. There's so many Super Mario Maker, Mario and Luigi's, mm-hmm. Star Fox 64. So good game. Oh my goodness! Detective Pikachu, Super Mario Bros. Two. Oh my God! Toad, Treasure Treasure. So many good games, man. I'm saying, if you, if it's still a great console, it's still a great console. I wish, I wish that they would. You know what they would should do? Just, just for the diehards out there. What if they put out like a 3DX Max and it just had like a super beefy processor and it's like we can load all your games in a second. Like everything <laughs> is fast. Like I want what I want. It just says pixel upscaling. Stupid. I don't. I want it. Well, you know, they did mention that they were seeing some sort of uh, code for another screen added to the Switch. And I'm, I can't help but wonder if maybe Nintendo looks at it as as an attachment or something mm. for the 3DS, 2DS fans that can no longer get their hands on a console. This is a way for them mm. to kind of get those people on the switch and still be able to play those games. Yeah. So maybe that's where we're seeing. Maybe they're like, you know, we have, like you said, we have a crazy library here and it's kind of locked to that console. You know, you got NES and SNES games kind of being ported to the switch now with the online service. Perhaps that's their next step is to go DS screen DS games and they need a way to be able to play them. Yeah. So that would be cool. I mean, like it's a huge library. It's an amazing library of games. Uh, but I, I think, you know, you got to move away from the hardware at some point. That's that's the way it goes. And Switch will be the same way in another three years, four years. Well, something that's not going away is Animal Crossing, obviously. And uh, Tom Nook is not going anywhere either. And now you can even make your cat Tom Nook. <laughs> 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 so there's a company called Roll Cosplay who has this Tom Nook Animal Crossing costume that you can buy for your cat. It's $15. It comes with this little Velcro hat that looks like Tom Nook's face and a like button-up shirt that looks like the Hawaiian like leaf pattern that he wears. It's super cute. If you guys saw the photos, the cat wearing the actual like mask or headpiece looks about as angry as Tom Nook looks usually. <laughs> uh, now, these aren't officially licensed Nintendo products, but it's super funny. And I I kind of want to get one for my cat, even though my cat, like I have a Jedi costume for my cat. She does not. She does not like it. But not a fan. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like her her personality matches that of Tom Nook. So maybe maybe the shirt at least would work out. I'm not sure. But <laughs> it's very funny. It's very cute. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think this is a, a perfect pairing. This is a perfect combination. Yes. You got Tom Nook and cats. I mean, I feel like people that are big Animal Crossing, like the cat thing and, and Animal Crossing just goes hand in hand. So why not make this? Right. I mean, <laughs> Nintendo needs to really think about getting this one, either do a takedown and then do an officially licensed version uh, because this this Halloween will just, uh, it would sell like hotcakes. I mean, right. who doesn't want <laughs> this you can even get a cat costume like uh what is this This is a whole hood you can get like a whole hood to put Mm. over your cat's face that seems like a terrible idea i like the little the little little uh hoodie or whatever that's so adorable Mm. it's pretty cheap my favorite is the 
is the shirt. I want a Tom Nook shirt. How do I get a Tom Nook shirt? Oh, yeah. The shirt on the cat is, mm-hmm. is fantastic. That's the best. I, I mean, Nintendo should be doing licensed animal clothing based I around agree. Animal Crossing. I mean, you've got dogs. You've got cats. I want a little cat dressed like Raymond running around the house. I think that would be I fantastic. I want a little cat dressed as Isabel. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely think you could do a lot of fun stuff. And, yeah. you know, they may see that as a weird niche, but honestly for the novelty of it i guarantee a lot of people would buy definitely like an item i just can see that for sure so i think it'd be cool i know our friend becca's got like 14 cats she'd probably have a whole wardrobe whatever she's got a lot of cats i just see them i see them running in and out of the room they all look the same i don't know how many cats there are and and so i think she could have a whole closet full of just Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing outfits. clothing. So this would be amazing for her. I, I could definitely see this being a hit. Uh, I did for send 15 it to bucks. her. I did send it to her and she did like it, but she thought that the, the hood thing is just an, another level. <laughs> like mm. you really want your cat to hate you. Get them that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they already hate you, but yeah, it's just they'll hate you even more. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it'll be even more hate. Yeah. Now, something that none of us will hate, and that is Clubhouse Games. I know we mentioned this coming out. It's uh, it's going to be out June 5th, so we got a little bit of time. But Mots and I both have been big fans of Clubhouse Games. I did have this on, I think, my 2DS back in the day. And and I'm excited that this is coming out again. So if you're not familiar with Clubhouse Games, it's it's a collection of games that are all you know card games and darts and all kinds of fun stuff like that. Well, most recently, a, a user on Reddit had seen that during in the Nintendo UK store listing, there's actually additional information that says that there's going to be supplementary software that allows players that don't have the game to still pair up with somebody that does so you can play multiplayer. And I think that's absolutely like exciting that's another reason to buy into this because you know if i get it and it's a game of chess or darts or something obviously that's going to be more fun if i can play one of you in it or we can all play together so now there's a way for that to happen and i think that's really really great but i think it's also going to promote sales for this because it doesn't feel like you're you're kind of nickel and diming customers you're actually saying look we want you to be able to enjoy this game here's a free version in case Mm -hmm. you know you you want people to play with you now it's important to say though that free version isn't the full game it just allows you to play with somebody that owns the free game or the full game so don't think that you're getting you know i'm just getting a free version of the whole game no you're just able to play with somebody that does own it and i think that's important and you guys mentioned this because it's very similar i think to what you did mots with wolfenstein Right. Like that was Mm -hmm. the very similar thing. You owned it and you played with Christina who didn't own it. Correct. Yeah. That was like the buddy pass. I think this one's it's a little bit different because it's 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 only local play for the Mm. clubhouse games, which I think is great because I was about to buy two copies of this for me and Heather. Now I only have to buy one. And I think this is great because when you go and buy a board game at the store, you only have to buy one version of it to play multiplayer. It makes you sense, know? right? It yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So this makes all the sense in the world for families. I'm so excited they did this. And this is reminiscent of two things. This is most reminiscent of DS download play, which was one of my favorite features of the Nintendo DS that came to the 3DS that enabled you to play multiplayer games locally with friends. So you could play Mario Kart with up to eight friends and like you could just plug plug in your cartridge and then they would download a version over your from your game cart to theirs right this was actually it was really genius it's like all the games that supported ds download play had a small version that could be downloaded to christina's ds and then she wouldn't get the full features like she could play as like maybe like dry bones only or something like that but you could play the full like you could play the game multiplayer like how cool is that now with with young blood um, what was cool is that I bought the, it was like an extra $5 or whatever to, for the uh, buddy pass and you could give it to, I think a bunch of buddies. I think, I, I think we could, I could still give it to you, Michael too. I think, mm-hmm. I think, I think, yeah, you could give it to anybody you wanted to. Yes. It wasn't just cool. one person, but you could only play with one person at a time. Correct. That's, That's what that it was. was. The only thing. Yeah. Right. Cause you downloaded something different from the store. Correct. Yeah, so I downloaded, basically, there was Wolfenstein Youngblood, and then there was Wolfenstein Youngblood Buddy Pass version. And so mm-hmm. I got that version, so that way I could play it with you. But 
the buddy pass version was free it was just like downloaded that's all and it's like the full game but you can only play with me and i mean i think that's genius especially for online play um i've never seen any other game really do that i'm for it because you know in a game that's cooperative things like that you know why why not especially a game like that yeah yeah, that's very cool. And it no, I'm excited. I do wish it wasn't just local, though. Yeah, that's true. I wish it was online, especially with the way the world is right now. I don't want to have to have someone come over to play a like a small game with them. You know, what would be great? Here's what Nintendo really needs to do is is it has 51 games in it. But what if they gave away one or two games for free that anyone could play online just in general? Like everyone can play X you know, and then they just try to upsell mm-hmm. because once you have it, then bingo, bango. That, that's what they should do. Or that could be the, the demo slash trial. Like mm-hmm. you can play the game as many times as you want. Yeah. And it's this one or two games. But if you want the full library, you have to buy the, the game. Love it. That would be a cool way to do the yeah. demo, you know, because then you then you get still at least a game essentially for free. You know, a lot of times these demos are trial periods. You get an hour to play or you get one level. It'd be really cool to get a whole game. Now we move on to the top 10 bestsellers. First is Animal Crossing. Second is Minecraft. Third, Mario Kart Deluxe 8. Fourth, Splatoon 2. Fifth, Moto Rush GT. Sixth, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Seventh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Eighth, Defunct. Nine, Streets of Rage 4. And tenth, Human Fall Flat, which I was surprised to see that because I didn't see it go on sale or get notified it went on sale this week. No, me like neither. Because it's in my wish list. So it's crazy that it just all of a sudden surprise 10th. <laughs> yeah. And then other games that were in the top 30 that were new, we mentioned this, I think, released this last week. In 13th place was Hatsune Miku Project Diva Mega Mix. And actually, no, we didn't mention it, but I do remember seeing it in the games that were coming out, but none of us checked it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's it. No, that's good. Good little. I, I like seeing defunct. I know that that was a big sale, so I'm mm-hmm. I'm part of the reason it is now in eighth place because I did buy it as well. I still haven't played it, but uh, it's there, so that's cool. <laughs> now that gets us to new releases we're into this week. And we actually have quite a few checks, and uh, I guess I'll kick it off. We have May nineteenth, Golf with Friends for twenty dollars. This is published by Team Seventeen, who we know they did Moving Out. They're doing My Time of Porsche. It's developed by Black. Backlight Interactive, which when I looked them up, it seems like maybe this is their only game, but that's cool. It's got very positive reviews all across the board. It seems like people are just loving it. And Golf with Friends is an entertaining and challenging multiplayer mini game. It has a bunch of theme courses, which I always like. So you're going to get some like crazy zany pirate, you know, course, like if you're doing mini golf, of course. So mm-hmm. then you have 12 players. But here's the kicker. It's online. You can actually all play online and you all play at the same time. And that's part of like the craziness of this game. And that's why I'm really excited. I really want us to get this because I think this would be so fun for the three of us to play and just go crazy playing mini golf together and just seeing like Christina's golf ball come flying in and knocking ours out of the way as we're trying to hurry up and get to the hole. Uh, One of the fun things about it, though, is you can also set traps. You can do things that kind of slow down somebody's ball. You can freeze it in a certain spot, things like that, which I think is really, really fun. And it comes with multiple modes. You get three additional modes. You got the classic mini golf. You got shoot for the pars in in hoops or swap the hole for a goal in hockey. So you get some other like little characteristics that get changed to change up the gameplay. All in all, seems like super fun. $20 doesn't seem bad to me. And it seems like it's, like I said, it's really well done. It's pretty polished. So I'm I'm all for it. I think this will be a really fun game. This reminds me. So for my sister's senior show, they go through and show a bunch of games that the students have done, all the seniors. And there was one game where it was kind of like a, it was basically Fortnite, but instead of guns, it was golf. So you, if you were trying to like get your golf ball in a hole or whatever, but someone was going to beat you to it, you would use an explosive golf ball and shoot it at them and they would blow up. Nice. So, so this kind of reminded me of that, but obviously this is a lot more polished. So that's why I put a check on it because I was like, I, I liked that game and this is basically the better version of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, this yeah. is cool. Yeah. Yeah, that one looks good. I like I like that there's 12 players online. I think that is, yeah. is awesome. We'll talk about another golf game that's coming out later. But before we do that, I'm very excited. And I'm, I'm probably the only one excited for it. But 
Um, the wonderful 101 is getting remastered, uh, which we, I think we had talked about a while ago. Um, but this is a classic game from the it was a Wii U exclusive back in 2013. And this is from our good friends at Platinum Games, um, who are the creators of Bayonetta, Astral Chain, Metal Gear Rising, a bunch of other great games. And um, this was their first self-published game. And the whole goal of it is that you're this band of 100 wonderful superheroes and you're uniting to basically save the world in a way it's over the top really shiny glossy and it's now completely remastered uh, for the switch and some of the earlier reviews have come out and they've been spectacular um it, but it's a game that it's like you you may like or you may not like but you can also play like, mm. up to five players locally which is cool so you can like unite together um i, I don't know the, the whole game is really over the top it reminds me of beautiful joe in a way like the style like the over the topness of it but in the 3d world where you're taking down huge um monsters and things like this and you're you're, you're kind of self-organizing this group of a hundred superheroes with different abilities and whatnot um it's like chaotic and awesome at the same time it's 40 bucks i, I remember them i think they put like a kickstarter or something like that for it originally but i'm really excited for it because i owned it on my wii u but i never really like most of the games on the wii u i never really got to invest the time in it if you will so i'm excited to get this one back and it's in my it's in my um wish list i don't know if i'll buy it immediately but um i'll, I'll be on the lookout to see what happens with it over time so nice the next game that i have is coming out may 21st and it's called the persistence for 27 dollars. this is published and developed by fire sprite and this is another super atmospheric survival game. And the idea, the premise behind this is you have to survive aboard a doomed deep space colony starship or run with monsters as they are. And you basically explore, evade and fight your way to kind of figure out how the heck we can get out of here, basically. So you're going to gather resources. You're going to upgrade your abilities. It is roguelike, which I'm not super fond of. I don't like roguelike games, but this one looked really, really good. And because we don't have Dead Space, this seems like a very good alternative to Dead Space. Again, this is very positive reviews on Steam, so I'm excited for that. It doesn't seem like this is going to be a turd. And for $27, nobody wants that. So yeah, I like it. The Persistence. It's not something I think I would buy right now, but I am adding these games to the wish list because I want them around sort of Halloween time in October when you want to be spooked and scared. So this is going on the list for sure. Yeah, as soon as I saw it, it made me think of Dead Space, which Dead Space for me is just too too scurry. <laughs> so oh. I didn't put a check on it, but <laughs> I get scared when I watch people play it. So there's no way I could play it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I and I get scared too. I mean, Dead Space yeah. <laughs> was is fantastic, and and hopefully, fingers crossed, it it makes its way to Switch, and we can play like a remastered version of that. But this yeah. looks like a good a good alternative. It, it it had definite definite Dead Space vibes to it. So the persistence. The next one that I checked is Real Mist Masterpiece Edition. It's on it's twenty dollars, but it's on sale for sixteen, and this is published and developed by Cyan Worlds, who did. All of the missed games, basically. They also came out with Abduction, which I remember. Um, I don't think it came out on the Switch, but I know I have it checked somewhere. It could have been on Steam or something like that. And Firmament, I believe is how it's it's pronounced. And these are all very similar to Mist, but more of a different theme. You know, I think Abduction is more of a sci-fi type thing. Firmament is like steampunk-esque type theme type world. And they all kind of seemed very atmospheric, sort of puzzle-based. You're kind of walking around in the first person. All of them look beautiful. All of them seem really, really well done. Now, for me, I was a huge Mist fan. I absolutely loved the first one. It, it it sort of changed, like blew my mind at what video games could be. I remember being sort of, you know, like in the NES and all that kind of stuff. And then these games came out and it was just uh, so different than what I had ever played before. I went on to play Riven and some of the others that came out. It's been 25 years since we've had missed. 
And this is now a newly refreshed, rebuilt version of that. They look similar. I mean, it's not going to be the tippy top graphic wise, but it is. it does look better. And what they're saying is that this is changed because you can now freely investigate the world of mist you can explore you can go anywhere you want you can pick your own path whereas i think before it was kind of on rails you had to sort of go in certain directions maybe now it's more of a free roam i don't really know how these things could could work but i'm excited to try it i'm excited to see it for 16 bucks that seems worth it i definitely gave it a check because i want to see more but uh yeah i i love this world i'm excited to go back i remember i even read the books which were really kind of interesting and it was just a weird a weird uh a weird world so i want to check it out i checked this one too now i never actually played the original miss games but i'm a huge fan of the adventure like atmospheric genre as we've you know, discussed in previous episodes many times. <laughs> so I feel like I need to play this. But the fact that it's 25 years old, it came out when I was about four years old. Mm-hmm. So my question is, do you think it will hold up? Do you think it'll still kind of like grasp me, grasp me in the way that more recent games have? I have no idea. To be honest, I, I really don't know. I It's been so long since I've played Myst, but yeah. I do think... I think it, it's not like a game where you're going to typically run around and and there's going to be a lot of excitement, a lot of craziness going on. It's atmospheric and there's puzzles and it's and it's right. sort of mysterious and you kind of question what's going on really. And I think that a fan of an atmospheric type game would still get excited to play this. I definitely think it's worth the check. And if maybe it's 10 and less, I would jump on it because I still think there's there's something there. I don't. It's hard to say because the graphics are still going to seem a little outdated. Yeah, um, that, that's my but, biggest kind of pullback. Is like you know they rebuilt this whole game. Why didn't they go the extra little bit to kind of make it totally, a little more totally recent remake feeling. it? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that would be interesting. I mean, that would have been really really cool. But I, I definitely think there's still something there that that you would be able to get enjoyment out of. I, at least that's what I think. Um, maybe watch a little gameplay footage, see if somebody's played yeah. it a little bit, and see if it's interesting. And then if it is, then you know you can go back. But that would this this was kind of the source for me of all of those atmospheric type games. This is where mm-hmm. it all happened. This is where it, this all is where I, it really yeah. is where you sort of get this feeling of like this ominous feeling, but really nothing's going on. It's just built around you because of the music and the atmosphere mm-hmm. you're in, and uh, it, it was just a really unique experience playing that when I was little. Yeah, it sounds like I definitely just need to check it out based on the types of games I like. And it seems yeah. like I'd be doing a disservice to almost not check it out. Well, it's like the grandfather of the games that you exactly, like now. Yeah, so if nothing yeah. else, like you said, it's it's worth looking into because now you'll See know where it all began. The history. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I guess the question is. For a game that's 25 years old, I know it is a remaster of it, but mm-hmm. uh, couldn't you just grab the original for like, I don't know, a dollar? Yeah, right. Probably a dollar. Probably could yeah. play it on your phone. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> something that cost a, a $2,000 computer can probably just play it on your phone now. Yeah. I don't think that they're re. It's not like they're. I mean, the, the, re, the graphics do look better, but it's not as if they're, you know, the they best didn't thing. really remaster it. They just rebuilt it for the Switch, essentially. Yeah. That's what it seems like. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's that's the only the only problem I have. But I remember playing same thing, uh, just same as, as as Michael as I remember playing as a kid mm-hmm. growing up. So we're there. So yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of cool that they're that company's still around. I mean, Miss must have just sold a lot of copies. So yeah, right. uh, all right, the last one I have checked, and you guys have a few more, is uh, yet another golf game because why not have two golf games coming out in the same week? And this one is completely different. It's called What the Golf. Um, these are from our friends over at Triband. And this is less of a um, serious golf game and more of a over the top. It looks like Donut, uh, was that Donut Country? Donut County. Donut, Donut County and or whole yeah. country if you want. That's a lot of I mean, why not? Don't don't limit yourself to a county. Go to go go for country. Um, and also um, that's a sequel. Yeah, that's a sequel. Cool. <laughs> I like that. Um, and also um, Untitled Goose Game style of graphics. Has mm-hmm. this sort of 3D whatever, but it's a physics-based, over-the-top, ridiculous. Um, you're driving cars, you're you know shooting you know horses, and just ridiculous golfing, basically. Like one of them to get to the end is like a soccer field that you have to navigate, and people playing soccer and trying to hit stuff into the goal. It's just over-the-top ridiculousness. So I definitely put this onto my wish list for sure because it does look quite fun. 
Yeah, it's funny. Any time when I read the description of a game and the words physics-based are in that first sentence, I know it's just going to be super goofy. Yeah. Like you just know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I guess I can talk about the next one. Both me and Michael had this checked. Coming out May 22nd called Monstrum. It's it, it's a traditional survival horror game, but it's it, the coolest thing about this is it has procedurally generated levels. So every time you play, it's going to be a different environment. The monsters that you're playing against are totally different. Um, and you can do whatever you can to try to outwit the monsters and escape the ship that you're stuck on with the, the monsters. Uh, and that that to me was kind of what did it. And I was like, yes, anytime you play it would be really different. Now, like I said before, horror games they're scary <laughs> um but just the idea that this one would be so different grasped me and uh yeah i thought that was the coolest part of this yeah i checked this one it's it, it must be funny this is like the week of atmospheric games you have the persistence yeah. you have real mist now you have monstrum this one's obviously just a little bit more than persistence i can't tell which one looks better in my opinion there was a few things that i liked about this that and there's a few things I don't. I do not really care for procedurally generated games. Mots and I played that one game and you would get these procedurally generated rooms and then things would be wrong. Like you just couldn't get out oh, or mm-hmm. there was like stuff in the way or whatever. Glitches, and yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I, I don't love that kind of stuff. And while I do get that, okay, yeah, it adds some sort of, you can, you can reap some replayability to it. If the game's not good, I don't want to replay it no matter how much replayability there is. So I'm hoping that they did it and they do it in a way that makes it still interesting. Maybe they're like pre-designed rooms that just kind of get pieced together differently each time so that you don't know necessarily where you're going to what you're going to run into. Mm-hmm. One thing that I did have when I when um that I experienced with the kind of gameplay mechanic is when I played uh Battle Chasers I would go into a dungeon and a lot of the times you had to replay these dungeons to kind of level up and do stuff. And it just became aggravating because you're just trying to get in and out. You already are demanding that I'm at a certain level. So then you're now you're adding this added challenge of me having to refine stuff. And it was like, oh, but it's different every time. But it's not. It's just the same things. You're just putting them in a different order. And now I got to do it for an extra 20 minutes instead of two because I knew where it was. So it scares me when I see this. The other thing that I still don't love is the roguelike. I don't like the idea of the roguelike stuff where, you're, you know, you play it once and then you're dead and that's it. You have to start all over from scratch. And if it's procedurally generated and you already had a struggle to get through it and then you add this added feature on top, I, it could be it could be awesome, but it could also be super frustrating. So I did give it a check like you and I'm just kind of on the fence about it. I want to I want to I want to see some more, but. I think I by Halloween. Ask, I was just going to ask you, why did you check it? <laughs> well, because I still like everything you don't like. <laughs> I like the atmosphere stuff, just like yeah, I mentioned yeah. before. It has all of those same key features that make a game interesting. It's another one that looks exactly like Dead Space, which I really mm-hmm. enjoyed. It's another one that looks just like the Persistence, which I enjoy. But I don't like the other mechanics that they added onto it. So I'm kind of just I, I teetered back and forth on whether or not I wanted to give this one a check. Yeah, I can, I can understand that. And I think the biggest thing that procedurally generated games, the the most value they have for for their customers is people who are streamers, because then when you can anytime you stream, it'll be totally different. And if you go back and forth between like different people playing the game, it'll be totally different. But I guess I can see from like a player's point of view how that could be frustrating. I just think from a game mechanic space that it's it's really cool that when they do it and it's done right, it's it's really neat. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Now, why did you give this a check, but not persistence? What was like the the selling factor for this versus versus that? The procedurally generated thing. It's more so I wanted to give it a shout out for people who definitely would like to play a game like this. And the other one, it just looked a lot scarier. Like I feel like I would get, I don't know, maybe I would get jump scared from both of them. I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> to be honest, I guess this one just seemed like I could get behind it a lot more than the other one. I'm not I'm not really sure. And on that note, let's get to what you're playing. Christina, I think you're the one that needs to start. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously Animal Crossing, that's all I've been playing from every day of my life recently. Um, but because of that, this morning I got a five star island. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Congrats. And yep. I got my gold uh watering can and everything so mm-hmm. yeah so that Basically, means you may have gold <laughs> roses 
Yeah, the, so I have a ton of yeah, I have a ton of black roses already. So I was ready, I was prepared. Um, and then yesterday, I totally rearranged all of my flowers, my whole flower breeding situation, because I only have like I think five more colors left to get. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I spent quite a few hours doing that yesterday. <laughs> so nice. when I woke up this morning and and I was like, you know, I haven't checked in a while, so I checked, and it must have just happened this morning because I added a bunch of. Um, wind turbines and things on my island so yeah but that's, that's cool. why we need to do a tour soon and you guys need to get your islands <laughs> up to par so we can do that <laughs> uh, yeah I, I think it'll still be a while <laughs> before i get a, a five star i did check after mm. you mentioned yours because i'm like oh i've never checked to see what my rating is and i will yeah. say sadly it's a three star rating i apparently they do not take into account terraforming and it's more just uh putting items how on your island on your i guess island. Yep. yeah like how much <laughs> stuff you bought and put on the island because i've terraformed a lot and i i it just doesn't seem to matter so that'll be the next thing but uh you know i i in, like you i think that you you just have a nicely designed island i don't agree with people that kind of just run out there and just placed a bunch of crap Spam. just to get the five-star yeah. rating to me i'm not in a rush like this game is going to be around for two plus years that i'll probably be playing it i am in no rush to kind of crank along i think it's gonna it gives me something to work towards give me something excited mm-hmm. about i don't like putting stuff on my island unless i like it you know i'm not just flooding it with stuff yeah so it, it'll happen i'm i'm not in any crazy rush i have a bunch of projects that i'm sort of in the middle of uh like i still need to do what you did where i have to get the flower situation under control right now my island is just being swarmed with flowers All they're not flowers. in any sort of containment zone <laughs> so they're just kind of running rampant across my island and i've had a couple mm-hmm. rainy days the last couple of days so they just really just mm-hmm. like blew up oh. Wow. So, which is great, but I just got to kind of make a more conscious effort of what I'm growing so that I can get more colors. You know, they don't just really happen on their own that well. So yeah, I think that's super exciting though. I'm, I'm jealous of the, the watering can because I would love to get a gold rose, but someday, someday. And now you'll have lilies of the valley. (laughs) I hope so. I'm so excited to get lily of the valley. I, I've been wanting it. So I keep seeing people who have them. Our friend Becca told me the other day that she got five star i haven't been to her island in the longest time she's like yeah i got a lily of the valley just that's out of cool. nowhere and mm. just like why didn't you tell me sooner <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah, big achievement so, right there yeah so but i'm excited that i didn't have to wait forever to like finally get to five stars because i've been working so hard and trying to get my island to five stars the past couple weeks so yeah i would definitely say yeah. it's a five star island in my mind so that's oh, all that really you. should matter <laughs> yeah Thanks. What about you, Mats? What do you got going on over there? How, many, my, how many stars are you? I'm like one. I think I think I'm at zero stars, negative one stars. Uh, no, it, it is it is a hot mess. I've been starting to move some things around. I am I'm on my way to getting a KK slider. So I, you know, when, once until you get the KK slider, you can't really you know start you know putting down paths and doing stuff yeah. like that. So mm-hmm. uh, hopefully by next week I'll be there. I'm hoping where I can start doing that stuff. That's sort of my goal. All my villagers are giving me junk to put and spatter on my island. Um, so, you know, I, and it's funny because I'll, I'll wake up and I'll be like, oh, someone's visiting the campsite. And then I just totally forget to go visit them. So, like, I, haven't, I don't even have, like, all nine people. So I need to get on that, I guess. Um, I've just been a little lazy. But uh, I have been just, you know, building up, just building up my island, slow and steady, placing some stuff around. Um, I will say the one thing that I haven't been necessarily playing, but I've been watching is Animal Crossing. And on Twitch, there's now these people that are getting celebrity guests together on islands and rec- filming yeah. shows. Like there was Danny Trejo, Elijah Wood, and, and someone else. And they have like a whole setup, like a late night show. And it's their characters on the island. And it's amazing. And, you know, the latest Nintendo uh, Minute um, with Kit and Krista, they did everything in Animal Crossing, and it's and it's funny, but like these people, people have like just these amazing setups in the game. It's very impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like I've been in mm-hmm. my spare time. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are freaking out because like everyone's islands like so cool. But what I think is really cool is like the sub game of Animal Crossing, which is making these almost digital shorts inside of Animal Crossing and putting those out there. So it's like while I'm working on my on my island and doing my daily grind and you know, working on certain things like that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty excited that, that there's this whole subculture inside of animal crossing. So 
don't know. That's mostly it. I, I did just install um, the Elder Scroll Blades because I never played that, and I just bought Man Mana Spark because I was ninety nine cents. But I haven't cool. really doing much. I, I kind of had a really crazy week at work, so it was mm. Uh, mm. run up to build this week, our big developer conference, and that uh, kind of sucked up all my time. But you know, that doesn't mean I'm not checking my turnips and doing my things. So, but it'll uh, be interesting to see what you think of Blades because I played that for. A very short amount of time yeah. <laughs> on my phone. Yeah. <clears throat> but, Do you yeah. think that would be something that would be better on a Switch, though? Um, I think it would be better if you just got Elder Scrolls. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> or actually, it'd be better if you just got Skyrim for your Switch, to be honest. Yeah. It's just With like a watered-down version. It's just weird. It, yeah. It's strange. Yeah. Well. We'll get a we'll get a, re- a mods yeah, interested, review. Yeah, mods. Let us know uh, what you think next week. Okay. When you play next it, yeah. week, yeah. yeah. That's I'm, I might have to try it too. Now, as far as me, it's been the usual Animal Crossing and Witcher Three. But I will say that I downloaded the Picross S4 trial, oh. and because this is one of those games, you know, all the Picross games. Every time one comes out, I'm like, oh yeah, I check it, and I it's like seems like something I would enjoy, and then I just don't ever buy it. And um, so I did the trial and I played the like one level they get you, which is it's, it's such a terrible taste, really, because it's like I, I think I beat the level in 20 seconds. So it's like, well, your trial's up. Like, OK, well, I guess that was all oh. I got. But it did prompt me just to buy it because it does seem like a nice um, mind, like a nice relaxing, kind of relaxing puzzle game that does not require my time you know witcher mm-hmm. 3 is a is an extensive game that's going to be a lot of time animal crossing you can put as much time as you want into it but essentially it's good to check it every day right so there is some like you feel kind of like you it's should be playing it yeah. it's a long-term thing whereas pick cross is it's a really nice I've, I've played one or two puzzles so far i'm enjoying it and it's something where you can pick it up do a puzzle or two and then you're like all right i'm good i like i did it i don't need to play it tomorrow i don't need to i never need to play it it's if i have 10 minutes and i want to do a puzzle quick it's cool i think it'll be a fun one at night you know before bed because you could just sit there and do a couple puzzle on the (laughs) toilet but all in all i think it's really i like it i like the style of it i like the way it's the puzzles are handled so yes pick cross s4 i picked it up finally it's a new game to the list of games we've been playing and i see this being something we will play for quite a while at least for me so i guess you know i just wanted to share something you know sometimes people our listeners they share things on discord and i thought this would be really valuable for the people who are hardcore into animal crossing right now um uh, I think it was shared by Chackel in Discord. It's a guide. It's a friendship handbook guide, essentially, created by you crossing um, at YUE Crossing on Twitter and Instagram if you want to check it out. But it basically talks about all the friendship mechanics in the game, you know, your friendship score, the point system, how you gain friendship and things like that, how it all works. And all the information is data mined. So you can think, you know, you don't have to worry about things. It's there's accurate. a lot of there's a, yeah it's accurate there's a lot of rumors and stuff out there so and I thought it was a really pretty well designed guide and it's very simple and easy to understand so I wanted to uh, mention it yeah it's really yeah. cool but, it's yeah. crazy that this is what's going on though mm-hmm. I mean when you when you start flipping through it's like six pages and there there's no it's indication <laughs> in in the game that any of this is is happening there's no yeah. like level like they've got different tiers so at level one which is zero to 29 points what do you mean points there's nothing that's telling me i'm getting po- like how <laughs> how is anybody supposed to know any of this crap there's nothing in the game that gives you any identify like an identifying factor that you're becoming better or worse friends with somebody and the i feel only like way, that yeah well the only way to identify it is based on like the interactions you have with them so i have villagers that have given me a nickname or I can change their their word that they say. I yeah. forgot what that's called. Yeah, but stuff like that. So based on that, you can see where you fall. But yeah, you're right. There is no friend level 60, 63 or whatever, you know? Yeah, I would love to be able to go into the game. Like we already have your the phone map. or something. Yeah. Well, you already have the map section, you know, where it has all of the character faces and where their houses are. What if you could mm-hmm. select a character and it kind of pops up and says, here's this friend. And maybe through time you realize gifts they like or colors they like, and it could give a little profile for the villagers. And then you could become better friends with it where you add this another level of not necessarily complexity, but just more depth 
because some people may not care at all and they don't ever talk to their villagers. For me, I love that stuff. That was something I loved about Stardew yeah. Valley and learning what the, the the person liked so I could like increase my friend level. And if I knew, I mean, obviously we have this, but if that was built into the game in some way, I think that's just one more thing you could be doing on a daily basis where it's like, oh, I want to go and talk to Nana because I'm four stars. I'm almost on my fifth star and I get a picture of her or what, whatever. Yeah, I, I, I like that kind of stuff. And I, it would be awesome if that was added in and, and more attention to it. Or at the very least, you could talk to Isabel and say, you know, ask her, what's my relationship like with a villager? And then she yeah. can tell you in a starter level based on, you know, you have a star level for your island. You should have a star level for your friendships as well. And I think that would be yeah. a very easy way to implement it. And yeah, have it still be consistent cool. with the game. Yeah. I mean, it's I, I've definitely had stuff, but they even talk about different gifts that you can give them and how that impacts it. And, you know, you do something and it's like a one point gift or it's a two point gift. Like that's really interesting, fun stats. And that's where it gets into the geeky stuff of the game that I really, really like and gravitate towards. I would just love that to be more front and center. I mean, maybe they do it so that it's not intimidating or like overwhelming to some players, but I don't know, man. That's that's the kind of stuff that makes it a little bit more interesting, in my opinion. Well, just knowing that this is involved now, I'm a lot yeah. more interested in it. So yeah, I'm th- going to make helps, a more effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think that's it for this week. Well, I hope everyone has a great week. And of course, you can hit us up on Discord. You can go to NintendoDispatch.com. There's a Discord button up there. There's a contact button. You can tweet at us. You can do all the things. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for uh, tuning in. Good luck on crafting your island. Until next week, this has been your Nintendo Dispatch.